welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture, presented by Cape and Cowl Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am once again joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how's it going? Good, Henry. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good, actually, because some exciting news. The Comic Sauce Podcast is officially now an affiliate of the Silicon Valley Comic Con. So um, what does that mean? It doesn't really mean anything, <laughs> really. No, actually, it's kind of cool, I guess. There will be uh, mention of it on the, on the SVCC website, as well as uh, I think there's going to be like a banner at the convention listing the affiliates. And we're going to be... We're going to be mentioned. We're so. going to be famous. <laughs> exactly. We're going to be famous. <laughs> yes. Um, so that is exciting news. And with the news, we have to be responsible podcasters because in exchange for uh, being approved as affiliates at the convention, we have a duty to promote the show. So here's, gonna, here's our promotion for SVCC. SVCC a.k.a. Silicon Valley Comic Con, will be April 6th through April 8th. So that's Friday, April 6th through Sunday, April 8th in San Jose, California. And uh, this is a a convention that you and I are very familiar with, right? we've been there since the beginning. Right, right. Yeah, so you went last year and you went the year before. Okay, uh-huh. same here. So we're, we're, we're no strangers to this. And yeah, it's a great convention, right? It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we don't need to get into it too deep, but uh, it's, 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 a pretty, it's a pretty awesome convention. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Um, last year, you went all three days, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, last year I went all three days. Awesome. And then the year before, did you go three yeah. days? Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah, so I've been, every year I've gone, I've gone all three days. Oh, Even wow. this year, I'm going to go all three days. Nice. And uh, this year, I'm going to go all three days, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's going to be good, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is that. Oh, uh, real quick. Um, another note on the affiliate program. So... For um, since the Comic Sauce podcast is an affiliate, uh, we have a special link. So with this link, if you are planning to go to the convention or know of someone who is planning to go, please, please, please purchase tickets or autographs or photo ops through us. We have a special Comic Sauce podcast exclusive link for these things i will include it in the episode description Uh, so yeah like i said if you're planning to buy or you know someone who's planning to buy uh, use that link to to purchase and you will support the podcast all right so today we're going to talk a little more on the countdown to Infinity War. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. And, um, dude, it, it is, it's getting, it's getting real, man. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh, so Infinity War is getting close, and Black Panther just came out, and, um, like, the anticipation is just, like, blowing up right now with the MCU, right? Would mm-hmm. you agree? Oh, yeah. It's definitely, like, the talk like if anyone's not talking about it they're gonna soon be talking about it like 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 black panther for example non-comic book fans even went to this it was a big Mm -hmm, deal mm -hmm. so who knows maybe this infinity war thing people will actually tune into it because of black panther yeah 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 right now it is wednesday february 21st and yeah, Infinity War is not far off. It's in May, mm-hmm. and you can really feel it. You can feel <laughs> it coming. Right. Yeah, and I know what you're talking about with uh, this feeling of, like, even non-comic fans are, like, getting hyped up, right? Uh-huh. And I, I, that's a 
a big theme with these MCU movies. I think it these movies have really brought the non-comic fan into this world, mm-hmm. right? And it's pretty cool, you know? Um, like, me as kind of an old-school comic fan, uh, it's something I'm kind of proud of, but it's definitely cool to see, like, all these new fans, like, joining in and getting to know these characters and getting you know, becoming part of the fandom, you know, it's yeah. pretty <laughs> awesome. I got to say, okay. So as you have been, uh, you are continuing to write reviews, uh-huh. uh, for, um, all of the MCU movies. So we're going to continue our, uh, like little recap of every single MCU movie to date. So last time we did, the first MCU flick, Iron Man 1, up through the first Thor movie, uh-huh. right? Thor 1. So today we're going to do the first Captain America movie, the first Avengers movie, and Iron Man 3. So we're going to cover those three. So, yeah, why don't we just get right into it? Captain America, the first Avenger. Why don't you tell me uh, a little bit about uh, what you think about this flick? Well, when that movie came out, that was definitely my favorite Marvel movie up to date. Mm, okay. I, I when I before I watched it, I did have my doubts, thinking like um, Chris Evans. I was like, oh, Chris Evans as Captain America. I don't know how that's going to be pulled off because previously he was the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I didn't think he was that good. His <laughs> performance wasn't that hot. Right. Yeah. Just real quick, those two Fantastic Four movies that came out were not that good. And Chris Evans in particular was, he was kind of annoying. He was. Right? He was really annoying. And let's be, let's be real here. He was pretty annoying. And I had the same reaction when he was cast as Cap. I was like, wait a minute, that guy? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. And, uh, no. So then, you know, but then the first Captain America just, blew me away uh, i didn't know what it was about it but it was just a lot of fun there was a lot of action captain america stood for was right the villain was really exciting red skull yep um man i don't know where to start with this movie which is a really <laughs> good movie uh let's see i think this captain america like you know before all the other movies like there were like hints of captain america in like the previous movies that just connected yeah. to this one, like um, Iron Man 2. There was the Stark Expo, which was also shown in Captain America 1 with Bucky, Steve Rogers, and their two dates. Yeah. Um, right, there right. was Captain America Shield in Iron Man 2. Well, not really a shield, but there was like a hint yeah, at it, hint. right? Yeah. Uh, like it teased the shield, a basically. Tease. Yeah. Uh, they talked about the Super Soldier Serum and the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, they talked about Odin and the Norwegian gods in the beginning of Captain America when Red Skull's looking for the Tesseract. That's right. So yeah. it, it kind of like brings in like, oh, yeah, we acknowledge all these previous movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to continue forward with this uh, storyline. Yeah. And that has been a big part of the appeal of these movies, the interconnectedness Uh right it's cool that you know there are these little connections like they mention the super soldier serum in the incredible hulk movie there's a little tease of cap shield and iron man too and you know there's a little link to the thor movies with um the beginning of cap one right so yeah that's cool you know um the one of my concerns is that they're they're like too connected. They're too much referencing other stuff. I think uh, the MCU movies work best when they do like kind of focus on like the story at hand. Uh-huh. You know, um, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but just for example, like the the third Captain America movie, Civil War. A lot to love about that movie, um, but there's a lot going on. You know, it's like Avengers two point. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, <laughs> and um, like I, I've 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 stated this a lot, but it, it it wasn't 
to me, it wasn't enough a Captain America movie. Oh, no. It was too much an Avengers movie. Again, I'm jumping ahead. But um, that's just kind of my perspective there. With Captain America, the first Avenger, though, you know, despite having these little, like, connective moments, I'm totally with you, man. This this is a great movie. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad to hear that you really enjoyed it when you first saw it. Mm-hmm. Because I did, too. And that's, I don't know, that doesn't seem to be... The consensus. I know a lot of people were kind of lukewarm on this one mm-hmm. when it first came out. And there were a lot of people who kind of like backtracked, like after Winter Soldier, after Civil War, they kind of revisited the first Avenger and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah I'm into good. it. <laughs> but I mean, that's cool that we were sort of like down from the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, yeah so for me, I, I was definitely like really anticipating this one. I remember, do you remember when, um, they released like this concept art for uh, Cap's suit in the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like there were these like high quality photos and they actually used Chris Evans likeness in them. Do you remember? Uh-huh. You could see that you saw the suit for the first time, basically. It was illustrated. It wasn't like photos, but uh-huh. you got a feel for what it was going to look like. Do you, uh-huh. you remember that? Yeah. Dude, th- those are freaking awesome, man. I-, I just looked at them the other day and it was, I just remember like, this was like, I think 2010, like a year before it even came out. And um, just just seeing those like, oh shit, like this looks awesome, <laughs> man. Like, um, one thing about like the original Captain America costume, it, it does look a little bit goofy. And if they did like a, a direct um, like translation from the original comics, where he has like those saggy boots and, and uh-huh. the and the little like eagle wings on, on, <laughs> on the on the mask, I mean, it could look kind of silly. And sure enough, they did like an homage to that in Cap One, where he does like the musical number, oh, yeah, yeah. and you see that suit, mm-hmm. and yeah, it looks pretty silly. But then you do later see like the battle suit, and it's really cool. No, you know yeah. that that like was a key to the this movie being like awesome. Like they really did a great job with with the the Cap costume, right? Yeah, that's one thing I said in my review was that the costume was it wasn't a complete translation from like the comics. Yeah, but it was really like modernized. To, and still kept true to like the comic mm-hmm. um, look, but like you said, it was totally like battle ready combat yeah. suit, and it just looked really awesome. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is ex- everything you just said. I totally agree. Like it, it had the look of the Captain America suit in the comics, but it had like the functionality uh-huh. of something like you could really believe that if Captain America existed in World War Two, he would wear this. You yeah. know. Yeah, it's so cool, man. Um, yeah, and then the, um, another thing I liked from Captain America was um, Haley Atwell's performance as Peggy Carter. Yeah. Like, she is, like, one of my favorite MCU characters who's not, like, an Avenger. She's I, great. I yeah. really loved her in that movie. And, you know, she ended up getting her own spinoff series, mm-hmm. which was really good. So I, I just, I don't know, I really liked her in the in the movie. Yeah, I really liked her. I mean, the the, support, the supporting cast in the movie in general was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, Bucky Barnes, awesome. I really liked uh, Arnim Zola, too. You know, the, the mad scientist who worked oh, yeah, with the yeah. Red Skull. <laughs> uh-huh. He's great. Um, the Red Skull, you know, I think the Red Skull, I, I know you enjoyed him as a villain, but I thought he could have been, a, I thought he could have been a, a little cooler. I don't know what it was. Maybe that that his face was like too comic too, book. Too, it was a little comic book because his face uh-huh. was like bright red. Uh-huh. Like maybe like darkened it a bit or something. I don't know. It, it looked a little bit silly to mm-hmm. me. Um, and you know, like Hugo Weaving is is such a great actor. actor you know, like the Matrix movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the potential for awesomeness was there, and he was okay. He was okay. I, I think it's something. Something could have been better about about him, though, in my opinion. Uh-huh. No, I liked him as a villain. He was, like, one of my favorite, up to that point, like, one of my favorite villains. Because I feel like, you know, even, like, he had that typical, like, oh, I want to take over the world. Yeah. Like, he had, like, a plan that was, that could have been believable. He was like, okay, I'm going to get this weapon. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Let's do step one, step two, step three. Whereas, like, um, the... 
like in the first Iron Man movie, the villain was just like, okay, let's just do this, and somehow he did it without like, you know, any resistance or anything. Okay. And then Red Skull, he had resistance, but like, his plants seemed more realistic. I think. Okay. Yeah, like, I can see what you're saying. <laughs> like, I mean, there were like steps in yeah. his plan, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, one of the big appeals of this movie for me was the fact that it has a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's there's definitely like like this emotional core to the movie, right? Um, I think, you know, that hasn't always been the case with Marvel Studios movies. Um, it's not always a bad thing. Like, for example, again, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but with Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok was was immensely enjoyable a lot of fun it was it was like a comedy basically right super funny but there wasn't much heart to it you know um i think maybe more than any other marvel movie this first captain america has like a ton of heart and man i gotta say you know like you've been doing um i've been re-watching these movies right Uh part of our podcast series is uh, rewatching the movie, so like, we're not we're not reviewing them simply on like our memories of the first time we saw it. We're, we're uh-huh. kind of revisiting them and oh, then yeah. kind of like discussing um, like how does it hold up, this sort of thing. And I don't know about you, but man, this this movie like almost keeps getting better for me. <laughs> like, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it a lot the first time, but like this last time in particular, I don't know what it was, but um, I really like was was like caught up in, in like the emotion of it. Like there was one scene, man, I, I swear I almost, I almost came to tears. Like there, there's, there's a scene right in the middle of the movie where it's basically Captain America's first mission. He, he goes to try to find his friend Bucky, right? Uh-huh. And um, so he ends up saving Bucky from Hydra and a, bunk, a bunch of other soldiers, like, you know, a whole bunch, like 200 or something, mm-hmm. uh, including the Howling Commandos. And um, there's that great moment where, like, there's this big commotion and Colonel Phillips and Peggy are like, what's going on? And they, they go check it out. And they see Captain America and Bucky and the Howling Commandos, like, marching with a tank and they're playing this like triumphant music and um and it's great because they they set it up in such a great way like the whole like first like half of the movie or maybe like the first third of the movie at least it was like the little steve rogers and he's always talking about how he wants to make a difference he wants to serve his country and that's like a huge payoff where like here, here's this this little dude early on. He just wants to do something. He, he wants w- to do what's right. He wants to do what's right. Yeah. And then finally he gets his chance and he, he does it, uh-huh. you know. And it's such a great moment. And, like, like there's this big crowd of soldiers around him and everyone's happy. And, and then uh, Bucky goes, hey, let's hear it for Captain America. Yeah. And then everyone, like, explodes into applause. And, like, that's the moment I almost cried <laughs> because – and like and and like keep in mind this is like the zillionth time i've seen this movie yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I i think i it was when i the first time i really recognized that it was a huge payoff from like the earlier parts of the movie mm-hmm. and um it was, it's it's set up so well you know no yeah up to like that point that's when i knew like oh damn chris evans really is like steve rogers cause yeah he really, like when you say, he really makes you believe like what he's doing, He he's doing from like the heart. He's not doing mm-hmm. it for the power or the money. He's doing it because he, he, he wants to do what's right. He wants to do what's right, and uh-huh. he truly believes in it, uh-huh. you know. Um, yeah, it's great. And I think um, the first time I saw this movie, and like I think the first few times, like I was sort of like, let, let's see that. This, let's see that fucking awesome costume, you know? And we don't see it till, like, later on. Like, um, the first few action scenes, like, uh, when he first becomes the super soldier, he's just, like, running around in, like, khakis and a T-shirt, right? Yeah. And then even in, in the scene I just mentioned where he rescues Bucky, he's, like, kind of in a Cap- Captain yeah. America costume, but not really. Um, it's kind of a callback to, like, um, the Marvel 
Ultimates uh, version of Captain America. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like that, but it it didn't look anything like like the Captain America suit we all no, are yep. familiar with, right? Mm-hmm. So I think like I was kind of like, well, that was fun, but like I want to see like the real Captain <laughs> America at work here. So I think I kind of like glossed over this early stuff, but like that was a mistake because, um, like I said, I think the writing's really good and they really like kind of have these great payoffs, you know? Yeah, 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 pretty awesome. Um, so I did want to call out a couple things like my problems with this movie kind of has have always been around like the action in it. Um, so when Cap finally does don like the Captain America costume, it's great. Like it, it looks great. Like all those like concept art in- images I saw earlier really like came to life and just came jumping out. I mean, I was really happy the way it looked. Then, you know, when I first saw it, as well as, like, seeing it recently. But then, um, yeah, like, there's a, <laughs> there's a scene. I'm sure you remember. It's like a montage of action. Yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, you, you see Cap throwing his shield, taking out Nazis, and Bucky and the Howling Commandos yeah. working together. But, like, I wanted to see like every single one of those scenes like play out instead of just being like chopped up in this little oh, montage you, you know what i mean uh-huh. um like i was i was like like i said i was ready to see this costume and it was just kind of this like quick montage you like know fast forward yeah so i would have liked to see those played out um you know in in their entirety you do get to see like an entire scene of um cap and the helen commandos capture Arnim Zola on the train, mm-hmm. right? That was pretty cool, like, yeah. right? That was pretty awesome. Um, so there is that. And then there is the final battle um, with the Red Skull, right? And like, I think this goes back to a little bit what I was saying about how Red Skull's like a slight disappointment. Like that, f- that final battle between Cap and Red Skull, it was okay, but I don't know. I felt like there could have been a little something more there, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because we've seen a lot of great action scenes in the MCU. I, I think, like, Winter Soldier, that movie, is, like, kind of set set the standard there. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I felt like it could have been it could have been a cooler fight. I don't know. What, what do you think? What do you think about, like, the action in general in the movie? Uh, the action, it was definitely, it felt really um, comic book-y. Like, mm-hmm. You know, Cap, of course, was kicking ass and everything, but he was doing... I feel like everything was just so exaggerated. Like, he would, like, punch someone, they go, like, flying, like, 20 feet. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. And then, like, that final scene, final fight scene between Red Skull and Cap was, like, what you said, a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about the the characters and the performances. You know, you really care about these characters. I mean, when um, when like Peggy is essentially saying goodbye to him when mm-hmm. when she realizes he's like sort of committing suicide yeah. at the end. Oh man, that's another moment that like kind of <laughs> got me. Like I almost cried. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot to be said about the heart of this movie. The characterizations you really care about these characters and yeah um a few missteps aside in terms of uh, the action i think it's it's a great it's a great flick yeah, yeah cool and then after captain america comes the big one yeah yeah there is the avengers <laughs> the avengers yeah um so i think we have to talk about like how groundbreaking this movie it was, is uh-huh. right. I mean, uh-huh. there, there there was nothing like it when this first came out, and I mean, you could argue there has been nothing like it since either, right? Uh-huh. It's a very it's a very special movie, and it it is uh, a phenomenon, right? No, yeah, I could say without a doubt, Avengers is gonna be like my favorite all time MCU movie, just because. Oh the, yeah, yeah, not just. Like, the storyline was good, but it's not just the storyline. It's just, like, the groundbreaking structure behind it yeah, and everything, like yeah. how we were saying. Like, there's that formula where, you know, before 
for movie of movie universe characters to be popular, you made like remakes or sequels or something mm-hmm. like that. But all the MCU movies up to that point were like standalone movies that yep. just connected with one another. And then all of a sudden, bam! It's like they all connect with one another in this big movie, The Avengers. Yep, and it really had not ever been done before. Mm-mm. You know, this is this is groundbreaking. Yeah, and you know when when uh, everyone found out like there's going to be an, Aven- an Avengers movie and certainly when that first trailer came out people were getting like super excited but on everyone's mind was like is this going to be good like no one's really done this before so mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to pull off you got all these like um you know main characters and you're putting them together in an ensemble movie yeah like that's gonna be tough to pull off and i think we didn't really did it like yeah. he, he nailed it man and he did something that was like undeniably difficult like mm-hmm. it was like i said like you, you had all these main characters and then you make an ensemble piece and yeah it, it's what he did was was like pretty phenomenal there's no question mm-hmm. man i can still remember like avengers i saw the movie you know Back when I was in high school and I couldn't attend like print, midnight premieres, okay. I went, I went Friday, Friday day after class, I went uh-huh. straight to the movie theater with my friends. Yeah. And, you know, we got a class at three. Yep. And we did, there wasn't a showing available until seven that night because it was oh. just like sold out. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, wow. Man. But I saw it that day. I saw it again that same weekend. And I mm. saw it again like, a week after with my family. I saw it like three times, like less than a week. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like So, yeah, I, I'm glad we both recognize like what a phenomenon it was when it came out and how it really does stand as like this great groundbreaking movie. So that said, you know, watching it again, I definitely was sort of, looking for aspects of it that maybe I had problems with it. And, you know, I, I would say it's not the perfect movie. Uh-huh. Um, oh, but before I go into negatives, um, a big positive for me was Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. <laughs> like, like RDJ is on fire in this movie, man. Like, he, uh, like, I mean, he, in the, in the first Iron Man in particular, he's awesome. But in this movie, he's kind of awesome in a different way because... Like, in the first Iron Man, he's, like, the main character, and there's, like, this character arc, and there's... He goes through some, like, some hard times, right? Um, but in Avengers, he's mainly, like... A team player. Well, he's he's a team player, so, like I said, he's an ensemble piece. But, like, he kind of... There's less darkness to the characters in... Event, to his character in Avengers. He's more, like, just kind of cracking jokes the whole time like when he first shows up on the shield helicarrier and he's just like making fun of everyone and he's like making fun of nick fury having one eye and he's like making fun of captain america for being kind of stupid (laughs) like and he's like the conversation he has with banner like he's just like that that is like rdj at his best Mm -hmm. i think you know he's like he's got this swagger to him and he's just like having fun and just doesn't give a fuck, you know? Like he's just oh so good. So good. And, like I love the like he he really works well with Whedon's dialogue, I think. Like Whedon always has like a lot of pop culture references yeah. in his dialogue and his jokes. And I think RDJ is like is almost like the perfect perfect actor to like deliver those mm-hmm. lines. You know, he's like he calls Thor like reindeer games and oh actually he calls uh, Loki reindeer games because of his <laughs> helmet and he calls he calls Thor like point break and stuff and like it's just so spot on like he, he's awesome uh-huh. okay so just a few uh, kind of not as positive things like we we talked about how awesome the Captain America suit was in, in the first <laughs> Avenger <laughs> there's no question right and then like later Captain America suits like the stealth suit in Winter Soldier, dope. The uh, the Age of Ultron cap suit, pretty cool. And the um, Civil War cap suit, very mm-hmm. cool too. The, the one 
exception in my mind is is the cap suit from Avengers One. I think it looks stupid. <laughs> don't you think? Like it <laughs> looks a, really silly. Don't you think? That was a complete like translation from the comics. Like, right? Yeah, I think they maybe like took it too direct <laughs> from the comic or something. There's yeah. something that just didn't look right. It's it felt like his his mask was like it didn't fit his face properly or it something. Looked like, it looked like rubber. Yeah, yeah, it looked a bit rubbery. Like, they kind of made fun of it in Spider-Man Homecoming even, right? Uh-huh. Like, they had, like, these videos of him, like, teaching kids, and like, he was in that suit, and it was almost like a joke that they would bring the suit back because it looked so goofy. <laughs> so <laughs> that was yeah, that was a bit of a problem. Um, here's another thing that was a bit problematic to me. So do you remember when at, at the end... It's the final battle, and the Avengers are struggling. They really need the Hulk's help, and Banner does show up, right? Mm-hmm. He like, he, oh yeah, he, he shows up on motorcycle, uh-huh. and then like, um, the big alien creature comes, yeah. and like, then he becomes the Hulk, and he like stops it. Uh-huh. It looks super cool, right? But it 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 has never made sense to me, like how Banner is able to like all of a sudden just control his ability that, to become the Hulk. That line that he says? like Yeah, he's like, I'm always angry, <laughs> right? Like where, what, what? like, where did that come from, you know? Uh-huh. So he, here's my understanding, is that they did shoot, like, a scene that kind of explained it. Like, you know when um, he, like, falls from the sky and there's, like, that old guy who finds uh-huh. him and he has, like, a brief conversation? So... From my understanding, there was like a deleted scene where like they continue to talk. And I think like essentially he learns how to control it like through this guy or like through his advice or something like that. Um, Anyhow, there was like something of an explanation that was like omitted from the final cut. So I think that's what happened. But, you know, as it is like, you know, with the final cut, it, it doesn't really makes sense right like can you explain like how he's able to control it then no. whereas before <laughs> he completely couldn't control it right yeah like he almost kills the black widow earlier earlier in the movie because he's not able to control his emotions right yeah and then all of a sudden he's like he can just like make himself turn into the hulk right <laughs> so kind of silly i mean kind of i think audience is sort of like it's like oh whatever like when Hulk hulked out and just like was taking out all these aliens, and in particular when he like smashes Loki, you know, yeah. um, people were so happy they kind of forgot about that. But I, I'm certainly, to me, it, it still stands out. Like, oh, like it just <laughs> doesn't, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's just kind of goofy. So, like, I mean, I know we're gonna like give like ratings later, but did you say this is this is currently your? favorite yeah. <laughs> amongst all of the mcu movies amongst all of them this oh, is my favorite wow. one like yeah i just really loved it um it's funny because in college i took like this like pop culture class mm-hmm. and our finals to write like a um paper on a either like a tv show or a movie that we want to like do an analyze on mm-hmm. and i decided to do the avengers mm-hmm and that was the longest paper i've ever done in college (laughs) i did 15 pages of like an analysis on the avengers and i got an a on it like on my hard work oh nice but i like it was just like i had so much to say and i was able to back it up with like research and stuff right right (laughs) but um I mean, the Avengers was not only great, groundbreaking because of the formula, but there's just so much to it. Like, it defines, like, what a superhero is. Because, you mm. know, superhero is someone who's, like, has these powers, who's different, who's unique. And each yeah. hero definitely has, like, a unique thing. Like, they're able to do their own thing by themselves. But, like, what you said be- before, like, how there's, like, this big A-list cast. How can they, like, work together and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And it, there's definitely a lot of tension, like, when they're, on, like, on the helicarrier, when they all their egos are, like, fighting one another. Like, you got Tony Stark fighting with Steve Rogers, Black Widow fighting with, like, um, Bruce Banner. And, mm-hmm. you know, despite all these differences, they're still able to work together as a team. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so I thought that was a cool message at the movie since it's like, oh, yeah, everybody's cool in a unique way, but you still also need people to, like, work together and stuff. Right, right. I saw that, and then the Avengers movie itself was just amazing because, like, for the first time, you see, like, heroes fight each other, like, that you can only dream of. Like, you see Captain America versus Loki. You see, oh, yeah. You see Thor versus the Hulk, and you see Iron Man versus Thor. Like, you only battle scenes you could only you saw in comics and you could only picture you see him come to life for the first time on a movie yeah. i thought that was really awesome yeah yeah i know you bring up a lot of good points and i think you know uh joss whedon has gotten some pretty negative press lately with justice league and the allegations from his wife and everything mm-hmm. um and uh, and you know let it be known that he did also do avengers 2 which again jumping ahead a bit um you know that was a bit of a disappointment i think yeah um but i mean just you know recognize man the first avengers movie we didn't he really nailed it like everything you just mentioned like what does it mean to be a hero it's not super cut and dry because you know steve rogers definition is certainly different Mm -hmm. than iron man's and we see that that conflict, right? It is. It's almost like it was like the seed was planted for civil war, you know? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Right? I definitely saw that. Right? <laughs> you know, that was cool, right? And um, and like how it, it's awesome how like there was no like one main character in Avengers, but like you saw all these these like um heroes from their solo flicks their their stories did continue here you know like like iron man uh he his definition of a hero was like i said it was different than than caps but then he did kind of become the hero that 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 cap has always been like the 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 superhero who like sacrifices himself for others right Mm -hmm. he did that he did that at the end right and um and that's just those two characters. I mean, you you like compare it to Thor and Hulk and Black Widow and Hawkeye, and you just get all these different perspectives and different motivations. And um, it's an impressive like juggling act. You know, like it's not easy. Like I I tend not to like movies with like a ton of characters in them. Like we see this a lot with superhero movies where like the yeah, Spider-Man three and. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a perfect example, <laughs> right? I was thinking more recent, but yeah, that's they nailed it there. Um, you know, some of the X Men movies are like too many mutants, mm-hmm. um, and like you know, I, I mentioned Civil War. Like there were there were a lot of characters in there, but I think this first Avengers movie was it, it, that's kind of the gold standard of like how do you handle a movie with like a lot of superheroes in it? You know, mm-hmm. that like we didn't did a great job there. Yeah, yeah. Two 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 main iconic parts i got from avengers that i think are just gonna live on for the rest of mcu is like nick fury's speech you know when um after phil colson dies he's like yeah there was an, an idea to bring together forth like a group of remarkable people mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah you know that that speech was even played in the infinity war trailer <laughs> that's right uh, that's there's right that. and then the i i think i consider very iconic the 360 shot when like for the first time we see all the heroes together in like yeah. the middle and then the um the chari are just like screaming at them and stuff mm-hmm. like when Infinity War comes out, I want to see that exact same scene with like everybody, like <laughs> Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, like. Oh yeah. Like I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's right. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that shot where the camera like goes around them, uh-huh. it, it is really iconic and it is is such a moment. And you do see it in the trailer too. And I remember seeing that for the first time in the trailer and like my mind exploded i was like oh my god and the music is too it was just epic there's like the trumpets and everything the string quartet it's just like it brings you in yeah brings yeah. you in the moment yeah amazing yeah that that whew, when when you see them like they're all gearing up you know yeah getting ready to do battle it's it's pretty special definitely so with the first Avengers movie that brought Phase One of the MCU to a close, right? Yeah. So, 
um yeah it was almost like after that it's like oh my god like what's next? what's next <laughs> like how are they gonna top this right mm-hmm. um so the next movie was iron man 3 mm-hmm. what are your thoughts here oh man um you know i just said avengers was like my favorite movie I think Iron Man 3 is, like, my least favorite movie. Oh, okay. Wow. Let's hear it. To be honest, I did not watch Iron Man 3 until, like, a year later after it came out. Okay. Interesting. It's, like, the only Marvel movie I've never seen in theaters. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. So you almost knew you weren't going to like this then. By that time, I think I was just so sick of, like... Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> as Iron Man because like we've this is like what the fifth or sixth Marvel well, movie. I mean, it, it's the the fourth time we've seen Iron Man. Exactly. Yeah. Prominently. Yeah. yeah it's the fourth time like we saw him two Iron Man movies, The Avengers, and the cameo mm-hmm. in Incredible Hulk, and I was like, oh, another Iron Man movie, <laughs> and then um, and then the storyline just didn't click for me either. It was just like, it seemed like a typical, like, oh, bad guy wants to take revenge on Tony Stark and take over the world. And I was like, ugh. Just, it didn't, it, it just felt exhausting for me. Oh, interesting. Well, I, man, I, I think you and I are very much on the same wavelength with this stuff because I, I really didn't like this movie either. <laughs> And um, I don't know if it's my least favorite, but it's definitely one of my least favorite MCU movies yeah. ever. And um, it's crazy how much money this movie made. It, it is I one know. of the top grossing MCU movies of all time. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? I, I know. I think a lot of it was like post-Avengers like bliss. <laughs> you know, people <laughs> were like, ah, I want more of this, you know. I think that was a big part of it. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was... Okay, it, it was not good. So here's my main problem with it. My main problem is that, like, the majority of the movie is, like, Tony Stark, like, sort of on his own, like, trying to figure sh- stuff out in, like, Tennessee or something, right? Something like that, yeah, Tennessee. In, like, some kid's garage or something uh-huh. like that, right? So... so it really kind of harkens back to Iron Man 1 when he's, like, he has no resources. He's in a cave, mm. like, trapped by terrorists. And he's got to put the Mark One Iron Man suit together with, like, scraps, right? Yeah. So that, that, that part of Iron Man 1 was so brilliant because, to me, you discovered Tony Stark's superpower. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony Stark doesn't have superpowers, but... Um, well, arguably, he doesn't have superpowers. <laughs> I think he does because you really see it here. He's like, he's, he's, he's a genius uh-huh. and he's super resourceful and he is able to build amazing things out of like nothing, right? And that's what he did in Iron Man 1. He, he, got, he, he, he got like these pieces of metal and he made a fucking Iron Man suit out of nothing, right? Uh-huh. And, um, you know, all the while, like these terrorists are like looking after him on, on security cams and like hassling him and his assistant. So then cut to Iron Man 3. So I think they were trying to, like, I don't know, recapture that somehow. I, I Maybe, yeah. So here's the problem. In Iron Man 3, Tony Stark is not trapped in a cave. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not, like, he's not in prison. He, he's, he has all the resources he needs. Like, for some reason, he's, he's, like, in the middle of Tennessee and, like, and, like, he decides he's going to try to, like, work on his Iron Man suit with, like, like a car battery or something. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's not trapped. Like, he, at one point, he calls Rhodey. He calls Rhodey. He can get help. He's, he's like, one of the richest guys in the world. He, he has the resources to, like, get out of this situation. But I don't, for some reason, he just, like, he doesn't. No, yeah. So, like, there's that scene where he goes to, like, like a hardware store and he creates these weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't need to do that. Like, he has money. Like, he can make a phone call. Like, why does he have to resort to all this ridiculousness? Uh-huh. It, 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 like, that just killed it. I'm like, this this movie doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't. Right? <laughs> it didn't. No, yeah. That's definitely something I saw. Like, you know, the first... The reason the first Iron Man I really enjoyed it was, like, that whole character story development. Like, you see Tony Stark do a complete 180 of, like, yeah. becoming, like, this egomaniac guy to being, like, a superhero. Yeah. And then Iron Man 3, 
he doesn't change. Like he, yeah, he he goes to like rock bottom, but he's still Tony Stark. He's like, oh no, fuck it. Like <laughs> I'm still gonna keep doing me. Yeah, and, and yeah, he's kind of like a jerk the whole time too, yeah, right? To the kid. <laughs> yeah, to the kid, to Pepper. <laughs> like yeah, he's just kind of an a hole. Um, yeah, man. Uh-huh. No, but then for me, the biggest letdown when I saw that movie was the villain. The, the mm, Mandarin. Yes. I mean, for me, I was like, okay, I think the Mandarin might be cool because in the comics he's cool and everything. And I like yeah. this. I like the take they do to the modern the Mandarin, um, how they made him like a terrorist. And I was like, okay, so he doesn't have magical powers, but he's like a terrorist and he has motivation. We we could, it, it seems realistic. I can mm-hmm. work with this. But then it's just a complete slap to the face what they did to <laughs> yeah. him. How it turns out to be like, an actor and i was like this is like a twist like like iron man 3 had like twist after twist after twist that for me i was just like sick of it i was like this is not paying off or yeah like the mandarin isn't real um this other guy turns out to be the mandarin but pepper defeats him really easily (laughs) and i was like yeah i was like oh man pepper was supposed to die but she ends up like having superpowers and i was just like yes I don't know. I was just tired of it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm totally with you. Okay, so going in, I was very concerned about the Mandarin because I thought I was really disappointed. I thought this would be a great opportunity for, like, like a Chinese actor yeah, to play uh-huh. the Mandarin, right? Uh-huh. So they didn't cast a Chinese actor. Instead, they cast Ben Kingsley. So I was kind of annoyed. I was very annoyed, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but, you know, Ben Kingsley is a great actor, and kind of like you, it seemed like, oh, this might be kind of an interesting modernized take on the Mandarin, right? Uh-huh. He's kind of this mysterious terrorist, right? Um, but they, they even fucked that up. Like, they, yeah. they had this this silly twist where he's actually just an actor. And then Guy Pierce, for some inexplicable reason, declares himself as the mandarin i don't know why um he's got like dragon tattoos on his chest or something like oh terrible um first off like i mean if you're gonna have like a villain that far removed from the comics mandarin just don't call him the mandarin like just just make it a new villain or have it be a different villain because with the comics mandarin Oh, man, they they should they still gotta make the real Mandarin. I don't know. It is it's too late. Never mind. <laughs> but like the comics Mandarin, like the great appeal of that uh, conflict, Iron Man versus Mandarin, is this. It's it's like mysticism versus technology. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like I think we we might see some of this when Tony Stark and Doctor Strange interact in Infinity War. So I'm kind of stoked about that. Um, but this is a perfect opportunity to highlight that conflict. I mean, that's why Mandarin worked well in the comics, and why the Mandarin, yes, is Iron Man's arch nemesis. He is the Iron Man villain. Yeah. So we thought. Like, oh, we're finally getting to see Iron Man's, you know, arch enemy and it's like a total disappointment. So pretty unfortunate. Definitely, yeah. You mentioned Pepper also, like she's the one who ultimately defeated The Mandarin. The Mandarin or the the guy Pierce Mandarin. <laughs> and it that that was almost like the the cherry on top of the shit cupcake for me because <laughs> it was so stupid. Like, okay, number one. Um, it looks like Pepper dies, uh-huh. right? So that is such an overused thing in the MCU. Like a character you think dies, but actually they don't yeah. die. Like I mean, this is this is a while ago, and it, it, already then it felt tired because you know we just saw it with like Coulson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was so dumb. And then she like has like some of the powers of the um, oh what, what was the program that Guy Pierce had? Aim? Oh, aim, but he had a, a specific specific name for like the, oh, for the, the soldiers. Oh, I forgot what it yeah. was. Uh-huh. But anyhow, like what Pepper Potts is able to get some of those powers somehow. Yeah, yeah. And she has like part of the Iron Man suit on, mm-hmm. and then that's how she defeats uh, this Mandarin. And it was like, ugh, it's so stupid. It was really forced too. It's almost like it was really lazy writing. It was lazy writing, but it's like 
it was forced to because it felt like oh they wanted to address like the lack of like female superheroes or something and i they, definitely noticed that yeah it was super forced yeah it was like dumb yeah oh god it just it is really annoying um there's one thing I thought was kind of cool, I guess. Uh, it was like the showcase of the Iron Man suits at the end. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I mean, like, this, like, story wise, nothing really worked in this movie, but just visually, it was kind of cool to see, like, all these different Iron Man suits, right? That's, a, that's something all the Iron Man movies have done good at, is, like, creating cool action scenes. Yeah, there's a lot of cool action scenes in, in the Iron Man trilogy, definitely. Um,. I don't even know if I'd say Iron Man 3 had a good action scene. I just like the look of like all these suits. It was kind of a cool callback to the comics because in the comics there's like a long history of different Iron Man suits and we get to see a lot of them here. Like those suits at the end of Iron Man 3, those weren't just like kind of they didn't come out of nowhere. They, they a lot of those were like straight out of the comics. So mm-hmm. um kind of cool that they like paid paid respect to the the source material um you know which the mcu often does and yes is a big appeal uh, of these movies Mm -hmm. so i'll I'll say that but i mean uh, that's about it (laughs) i think for me in terms of positives Uh any last thoughts on uh iron man 3 uh not really yeah (laughs) we can leave that alone (laughs) Uh, so do you want to should we rate them right now, or you want to go into Black Panther first? Oh, let's yeah, let's give our rating. Yeah, we, let's not go too much deeper on it, but uh, yeah, how many stars out of ten uh-huh. for Cap One? I said nine. Nine, awesome. Yeah, I um, I, I I'm giving it an, an eight, but it's like a high eight. Uh-huh. Um, and I could could very well be convinced to <laughs> to go nine for sure. Okay, and what about Avengers? Ten out of ten. Without a doubt. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Uh, Avengers for me is also an eight, um, but uh, yeah, there's no mistaking that th- it's a it's a groundbreaking movie for sure. Uh-huh. Okay, Iron Man three. Iron Man three is six out of ten. Okay, six. Wow, even what you're calling the worst MCU movie, you're still giving it six. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch, I'll watch Iron Man 3 over BVS. Okay, <laughs> see? There's, like, here's, here's the Marvel super fan. All right. Um, yeah, I know I like it. I like the honesty. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a four, four for Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's that bad. It's that bad. Okay, let's just put it that way. And I think, as we've seen, uh, our... Our scales are a little bit different, and I think I, I skew lower. <laughs> you always do, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and that's just me. But I think, yeah, no, I, I like uh, the, just from our discussions so far, these first uh, seven movies, uh-huh. we're very much in line, surprisingly. Like, you know, a little few differences here and there, the Red Skull, whatnot. Um, but it seems like we are pretty much yeah. in line. Yeah, that, that is interesting. And maybe it's just because, you know... We know the comics. We know the comics, and, you know... I was going to say great minds think alike, but, you know, <laughs> you're a little more humble. <laughs> okay, so we can't end the episode without talking about Black Panther at least uh-huh. a little bit, right? So I was planning on an upcoming episode to have, like, an entire episode about Black Panther uh, so we don't have to go, like, super in-depth. But since it just came out and like it is like the talk of everyone right now, uh, we have to we have to talk a little bit. Just briefly. <laughs> yeah, and um, it no just spoilers. came out. Yeah, no spoilers. It, it just came out, so I thought, okay, let's keep it spoiler free uh, for now. And I thought maybe specifically we could talk a bit about just our like personal experience seeing the movie recently. Mm-hmm. Yet, yeah, uh, Perfirio, tell me a little bit about uh, your experience. It was the best ever. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, my friend Krish and I, we just went to go watch um, Black Panther Thursday opening night at the Metreon in San mm. Francisco in downtown. And we went to the 830 showing. Like, I'm very, very I'm being very specific here because, mm-hmm. like, you know, we sat down in our seats and we watching the trailers. And after the trailers... Um, some guy with a microphone comes up to stage and he's like, oh, you guys, before the movie starts, we just want to make like a quick little announcement. And in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, what are they going to tell us? Like, 
take the food outside and have food in the theater or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just thinking, like, some, something tedious. And then all of a sudden, he says, like, we, I just want to introduce a very special guest, the Black Panther director, um, Ryan Kluger. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was, like, so surreal. Yeah. Like, it was just crazy. Like, the whole – everyone in the audience went wild and crazy because who would have ever – and like the nation expected that to happen yeah that's so cool and this is like right before the movie started yeah right before the movie started he was just like oh thank you guys for coming out like he was just like i remember coming to this very movie theater when i was a teenager watching movies with my friends and i just wanted to come pay my respects thank you guys um for coming out and um watching the film i hope you guys enjoy it and he just like really he was really humble that's cool he just like thanked us for coming out and it was just crazy like so awesome that happened man that is so awesome and yeah i i didn't have the great fortune of (laughs) of of seeing ryan coogler but i did hear that he did that on a few select Mm -hmm. bay area uh, viewings where he would just like show up yeah and uh you know he is um a bay area native you know he he grew up in oakland and um it is so awesome. I heard like he just like flew out just for that reason, just to show up at, yeah, at a few did. screenings. Yeah, that morning he was in LA. Yeah, it's so cool, man. Like that that's uh that's awesome to hear. And it's awesome to hear that that you got to get a little taste of that. That's so awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, for me, um I had a pretty special experience too. Like um I um organized this big like work uh field trip, you know? And um my office is not that far from the historic Grand Lake Theater in Oakland, and um, myself and 67 of my coworkers, we all um, went to go see Black Panther on, on opening day on Friday. That's cool. Yeah, and um, we were super excited, and I wasn't sure like how many people were going to be in the theater because... Um, it was like during the day. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did leave work early that day. <laughs> it was a, a 3 p.m. show on that Friday. Um, now, bear in mind, this is the Friday before a long weekend, President's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the 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 work does tend to slow down at the end of <laughs> uh, the Friday before a long weekend. So, you know, let me just say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we were super excited. Um and I thought, oh, it, maybe it'll just be the 68 of us in there. And, like, we'll make some noise. It's going to be awesome regardless. But when we showed up, like, we had to get in line. We were far back. They sold out the show. And, in fact, um, every Black Panther show that day is sold out. And um, the crowd was, like, electric. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever been to a movie with with an audience like that hyped up i was i was part of it too i was like screaming and hollering the whole movie um and again no spoilers but early on there's a tremendous shout out to oakland california Uh and when that appeared on screen i'm telling you like a bomb went off in that theater (laughs) man it was like oh shit it was so amazing uh so a lot of fun and um it kept going you know like you know i think um like I said, we're going to do a later episode where we fully go in depth. And then you and I, as part of our countdown, we're going to cover Black Panther too, right? Oh, yeah, so let's not go idea. over it all right now. Um, but I'll say this. It was a great movie. And like that that momentum, like that hype early on uh, in that early scene, it kept going throughout the whole movie. Oh, it was yeah. it was a party, man. <laughs> like there was like in my movie theater, there was like a clap every five minutes. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the movie logo, <laughs> there was a clap and it was mm-hmm. it was crazy. Oh yeah, like you mean when the Marvel Studios yeah, yeah, logo yeah. first comes out? Oh man, I was I I, I screamed <laughs> when that came out too. Like I was so like yeah. like caught up in the moment. I'm not like this usually, but I could feel like uh, the vibe in the room, and I just got you know caught up. It's so fun, man. Yeah, it was it was definitely a you know. You know, as big as an event Avengers was, this was I don't think we've ever seen a big event like for a Marvel movie like Black Panther. Like it was just so yeah. another groundbreaking Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's it's interesting you brought up the Avengers comparison because um, number one, they had comparable like 
opening weekend box office, yeah. you know. Um, but also, both movies have to be considered a phenomenon right now in different ways, you know, in very oh, different yeah, ways. Um, yeah. But def- definitely, both movies are are like uh, like the release of these movies. These two movies in particular are, were very special. Oh yeah, exactly. Like Avengers was groundbreaking just because comic fans they finally get to see their favorite heroes on the screen for the first time together yeah but like we mentioned earlier black panther was just even if you're not a comic book fan they people went to go watch this yeah yeah it was just really groundbreaking and stuff yeah yeah we talked about how groundbreaking avengers was when it first came out and black panther is certainly groundbreaking as well for a very different reason you know Mm -hmm. um i think it's it's a real huge wake-up call in terms of like people of color in big budget Hollywood movies, you know, like mm-hmm. I think, you know, the time has come and Black Panther has really ushered this like new era yeah, of yeah. movies, you know, like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome, man. Did, did you see what a uh, Cape and Cow comics did for? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they did some like charity screenings for, yeah. for kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That was cool. I mean, like, I think there were a lot of like organizations throughout the nation that were doing that. Like they were like giving out like free screens or not free screens, but like renting out rooms for like low income students and Mm -hmm. students of color to go watch this movie just so they could like have that one person they could like you said diversity and stuff. Yeah. Like you saw like celebrities were doing that and stuff. It was just, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because, like, yeah, we can focus on, like, the movie specifics later. But, yeah, with Black Panther, there's a whole cultural moment happening right now that, you know, we cannot ignore. And, like, yeah, the the box office is, like, through the roof. And everyone's talking about this movie. And it's it's very positive, too, you know? Like, it's, like, kind of a a feel-good moment for for the world you know yeah. like it's is you know number one like i mentioned how like it is a really it's a really good movie you know there's no question and people are just enjoying it but there there are so many different layers of positivity happening like as as like you and i we're we're, we're comic geeks and just on that level like yeah oh man you know it's just like black panther is having his moment on screen and like it's a great movie and that alone is great, but there's so much else going on too, oh, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, you know, there's a Good lot times. of there's a lot of like people from like the right saying that it's like a racist movie, like, <laughs> not including white people. But it's just like really like you if you want to watch a white kingdom, just go watch I don't know King Arthur or Thor. <laughs> that definitely fits. But Black Panther, it's not racist at all. It's just yeah, letting the minority have a moment. Right. That's crazy that they're saying, like, the white people are getting shut out in this movie because, like you said, there is, like, such a plethora <laughs> of, like, white-led action movies to choose from, right? Um, and then also, like, the white guys get to do pretty cool stuff in this movie, too, you know? Yeah, like yeah. like Claw and, and Ross, like, those are pretty cool characters also. So uh, it's a silly argument. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Um, yeah. Any th- any last thoughts on on uh, Black Panther without you know going into too much uh, detail? Nothing much. I mean, if you're listening to this and still haven't watched Black Panther, do yourself a favor and go watch it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've seen it uh, just that one time on Thursday night. Yeah, I just saw it Thursday night. I'm gonna watch it again on Saturday. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it again. I did see it a second time on uh the sunday of of its opening weekend at the alamo yeah at alamo draft house in san francisco did you get that uh free collectible cup or oh i didn't i I chose not to um but yeah i was i was tempted i was thinking (laughs) about it um but yeah just real quick on my experience there pretty cool because as they always do at alamo draft house they do like a little video introduction before the movie there are no commercials and they they don't show as many trailers as other movie theaters and kind of instead they have like this like custom like video content and it's pretty cool they gave like the history of of black heroes in cinema oh that's awesome yeah and there was like the history of black panther and comics and uh-huh. stuff so it was really cool um also 
uh, I decided to see it in 3D because I'm not a huge 3D fan, but I figured if I'm going to see it a second time, let me get a different, get like, a different look, shape. right? <laughs> and, you know, I'm still not a huge fan of 3D, but I will say this, like, if there's anything that's that stands out in a good way with 3D is animated stuff. So, like, the very beginning of, uh, of Black Panther is this animated sequence. You get to sort of get the history of Wakanda, you know? That looked really cool in 3D. You know, I'll say that. That looked really cool, as did um, the uh, the moment when the Marvel Studios logo comes on. That looked super cool in 3D. <laughs> Holy shit. I got really uh, juiced up on that. Um, in general, though, like live action stuff, like 2D is, is definitely preferable. <laughs> so, I mean, I still enjoyed uh, Black Panther a lot in 3D, and it really did kind of like, solidify my feeling that this is a great movie you know um after that first time i was so the crowd was so hyped and it was such like like this special moment right oh, yeah. I, I kind of felt like did i really get a good read and how much i enjoyed it but the second time's like okay this is legit awesome you know <laughs> I, I really i really dig this this movie uh so that was a good feeling that's good mm-hmm. cool all right with that we can wrap up the episode This is Farewell from Henry and Perfurio.